patriotism, faith, national unity, education, fiscal responsibility, civility, the values that define America. Fascinating stories and talks from America-loving patriots dedicate to preserving freedom, opportunity, and justice. Welcome to the Friends and Fellow Citizens Podcast. everyone and welcome to episode 80 of friends and fellow citizens i'm your host sherman tyloski thank you all so much for joining me this week i've got a really special guest again this week and i hope that you are ready to sit back relax enjoy our interview as a quick reminder if you haven't already make sure to subscribe to our email list and consider becoming a patreon member for more benefits and to become a, a bigger part of our community here on friends and fellow citizens thank you all so much for your support whether you're a new listener or you've been listening since day one i truly appreciate all that you are giving me to help continue with the show and i thank you so much today's guest is someone who is very different from a lot of the other guests that we've had i mean every single guest is unique in his or her own way but one of the things that we want to highlight here on this program is really public service, but not just in one channel, not just through politics. Public service really comes in so many different forms. And today's guest really has channeled that amount of public service, but through maybe more of an entertainment sort of field. But one that I think is not only entertaining listeners from all around the world, but one that is literally helping people navigate there's some of the biggest scams that anyone has ever seen. Perhaps more well-known on YouTube as Pleasant Green, our special guest, Ben Taylor, will share with us a little bit more about what the YouTube journey is like as he navigates through multiple scams, but it aims to educate people about these scams, how to avoid them, and how to help foster more goodness around the world. I hope you'll enjoy this episode. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, I'm very pleased to welcome our guest for this week, uh, Mr. Ben Taylor. Ben, thank you so much for coming on to Friends and Fellow Citizens. Sure. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I want to first preface by saying that um, I've, uh, I actually happened to find your YouTube channel. This was probably a few years ago when you first released your first video. Uh, it was, I can't remember what year it was, but it was when <laughs> you were sending the, well, I need to censor this part of the, of the title, um, Blank Express. Let's keep it, keep it that for now. Uh, but I just, when I first watched the video, I was like, well, this is a very unique video. And I kind of wish that, you know, some more justice could be served in that way to some degree. Uh, but uh, I, I really just want to say that uh, it was an absolute pleasure to just uh, keep up with the content that you're, you're watching. And I like to really start with, with really where, you know, your background is coming from and how you really got involved in your YouTube channel experience. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you really got started creating Pleasant Green and the YouTube channel? Yeah, well, you mentioned um, kind of the first video that I ever uploaded to my YouTube channel. So, uh, yeah, you you've been you've been on my channel for a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, that 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 was a video about me, um, you know, sending 
sending something to a scammer because uh, I, you know, one of the one one day I just I was trying to sell my camera online and a scammer contacted me and he expressed interest. I didn't know he was a scammer, but this person expressed interest in having me um, sell my camera. And he said he was going to send me some, uh, you know, a payment through PayPal and then he would give me some shipping instructions and he wanted me to ship the camera to Nigeria. But it was a fake payment. Um, I came to realize that this was a, you know, this was a, 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 a PayPal email that made it made me think that I had been paid, but I really hadn't been paid. Um, and so it's a it's a common scam that that that, um, you know, scammers will use to get people to just ship their items to them and get nothing in return. And so <clears throat> that was kind of my first experience running into a scammer like that. And I just thought, well, I'm going to teach this guy a lesson. And so instead of sending my camera, I send him something else. And I just thought, well, this is kind of funny. I'm having fun. Maybe some other people might enjoy it, you know. And so I I just made a video just to, you know, have some fun and maybe show my friends. And it kind of blew up on YouTube. I, I had no idea, idea that there was, a you know, kind of an appetite for that kind of thing. And um, so, yeah, my channel's kind of grown from there. And there's this kind of this whole scam baiting community on YouTube that I suppose I'm a part of. But it's been uh, it's been kind of fun to watch the channel grow and to create content that uh, you know kind of exposes scams, but but gives uh, you know tips uh, to people to what you know what to watch out for when it comes to uh, you know uh, living online and doing business online. There's there's just a lot of scams out there, and so it's 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 fun to just kind of bring awareness to these types of scams and, and help people stay clear of uh, some of these pitfalls that they may encounter. I think this episode is a little bit different because there really isn't, you know, a specific policy or legislative angle. Obviously, if you were to the Federal Trade Commission or if you're from from government, from Congress or whatnot, uh, you might have a different one. Might have a different view on this, but I I just love how you know organic this whole initiative has been for you. You know, just creating something out of your own, seeing a need and addressing that. Uh, did you know what you were kind of getting into when you first got into YouTube? Was it was it kind of one of those things where you want to try out for it a little bit and see where it goes, or were you one to really say, you know what, I really think this could be this could be really something that could that could be a big part of what I do on YouTube? Um, you know, I, I've always been you know a fan of uh, you know making content videos and that kind of thing. That's that's the industry that I'm in. I work in marketing, and so I've always you know, love to, to tinker around with video and, and tell stories, that kind of a thing. Um, so when I started uploading videos and I started realizing that, you know, some people make a living this way. Some people are actually able to just, uh, you know, upload content and, and, and build audiences and have brands on YouTube and, and, uh, you know, bring in some kind of side income. And so it really started to open my eyes and I thought, wow, maybe if I start to do more of this, I can, um, you know, have, have kind of a little side gig or, or, you know, actually, you know, earn something for my, my hobby here. So it's just been really fun. Um, I, I, I really didn't, you know, like I said, I, I just uploaded a video because I just wanted to share something with my friends. Um, but YouTube is just an amazing platform that will connect you with people all over the world. It's the second largest search engine in the world. And so it's, it's really been cool to just, you know, find an audience and find people who, um, you know, want to, to, to kind of learn about scams and they want to kind of see some justice brought to scammers. Um, so no, I, I had no, I had no idea, but it's been really fun to just watch, um, you know, how this audience of mine has kind of grown and how this community of scam baiting is just growing. It's uh, it's kind of fun to be a part of. And what's been the, 
general reaction that you've gotten from maybe testimonials or uh, whether it's people who are watching your videos or even maybe people in real life? Uh, how uh, Can you share a little bit about how people have benefited and what, what people are saying about this kind of content, which I think is just a great combination of like a PSA sort of uh, gig, but also one that that entertains people because they get to see uh, justice being served in a very, very different manner outside the courthouse. Yeah, because I, 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 I started just because I, I, I was having fun and I wanted to entertain and I wanted to tell stories and I wanted to, to you know, kind of embarrass these scammers and kind of, you know, show, you know, how silly they can be and but but it's it's grown to become much more than that. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll just get emails from people saying, "Wow, I was about to go cash this check, and then I googled it, and your video popped up, and I just learned what I was into, and you 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 helped me, you stopped me from from losing out on a lot of money. I want to thank you. I, I I get countless emails like that, and so it, it went from being something where I was just trying to entertain people to something where I'm like, wow, maybe I'm doing you know, something worthwhile. <laughs> I'm, 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 you know, I'm not only entertaining, but I'm educating and I'm kind of helping people uh, know what to watch out for. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been interesting to kind of see how it's, it's gone from just something that's been fun to something that is helpful. And what can you tell us about some of the kinds of people reach out to you? Because I think there's, there, you know, there's unfortunately when scammers target, they probably do a lot of research. They probably do a lot of research about who's most vulnerable, uh, who's more, most susceptible. Uh, wh- what do you know about some of the the kinds of things that scammers look for in uh, in, vul- in people who are most vulnerable to, to scams? Or is there maybe not as much of a contrast between different potential victims of scammers? Well, they, they'll, they, I mean, they'll, they'll go after anybody that they can, but, but they know they'll have better luck with the vulnerable. So the elderly, um, you know, the, the uneducated, you know, like, you know, early uh, college students will fall for this a lot where they, you know, try to sell a textbook online and they end up, you know, getting had for, for something. So it, it, it really is, um, you know, there's anybody can fall for a scam. Anybody, you just kind of have to be in the, you know, distracted or in the right or in the wrong frame of mind. Um, anybody can get scammed. Um, you know, but, but, but it does seem to happen a lot with the elderly, um, you know, with tech support scams. If you, if you get a call from somebody that says, Hey, this is the IRS or this is from Amazon, you know, you, you, you believe it. Um, but if you're just, you know, uh, like I said, like a college student or just someone young who just wants to sell a textbook or a, or a, or a phone or a, or a computer. And the person on the other end of the text says, Hey, I'll Venmo you half or if you Venmo me half down and then we'll meet. But, you know, some people just are just super trusting. So they, they really will go after anybody and anybody, but, um, but they, they'll, they'll, they'll move on pretty quick. If they, if they feel like they're not going to, if they're dealing with someone pretty educated, they'll just move on. I mean, it's just like fishing. It's, 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 they, they cast their lines. If they don't get a bite, they'll, they'll reel in, they'll cast again. Um, but they'll go after anybody. And like I said, I've just seen, I've, I've seen educated people. I've seen, I've seen wealthy. I've seen poor. I've just seen all kinds of people fall for these scams. So it's, it's really, you know, unfortunate. It sounds like, you know, as you were kind of mentioning some of the people who fall for these scams, it seems like it does kind of cut through even the, the generational gap. You know, you mentioned college students and 
the elderly. We we always think that college students are or pe- younger people are going to be the ones who are more, more, most accustomed to technology, yet they still fall for these. And um, I I was wondering if if there's also there's an element perhaps in the educational side, or maybe I should say the lack of educational literacy on looking out for these for these scams. Is that? Do you think that that's part of the equation as well? That it's just we're, we live in such sophisticated world of you know digital commerce and just the environment that we don't that that it can just that something like this like scamming and all that can permeate so frequently across populations. You know, scammers just they, they're just always coming up with new ways. Um, you know, new ways to to trick you. You know, 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, we would joke about this Nigerian prince scam. You know, you get the email that says, I'm a Nigerian prince. I want to share my inheritance with you. And people would actually fall for it. That doesn't happen very much nowadays because people have, uh, you know, it's been around and people joke about it now. And it's it's pretty commonly known. But there are so many clever ways that scammers are coming up with every day. And, you know, even even me, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing things where I'm just like, wow, that's clever. Um And so it's just, you know, we just don't think about it. We just, we just kind of expect things. Um, You know, if if you get an email and if, if if it looks like from, like it's from Amazon and it says, click this link to claim your order, uh, you know, if you're not on your toes, if, if you just, if you're trusting, if you just, if you're not asking questions and if you are distracted, you can just so easily just click on the wrong link and you could be talking to someone who really isn't who you think it is. Um, so it's just, they're just getting so creative. And I just think anybody, uh, as I said, can, can fall for these scams. You just kind of have to be in the, in the wrong frame of mind. You have to be distracted. Um, um, so it's just good that, that, you know, that we're talking about these types of things so people can be aware and just on their toes because they're always coming up with new things. One big thing I wanted to ask you about, which is about how, at least from my experience, I, did some work in DC last year and all that, but we've seen the rise, obviously, of a lot of scams regarding COVID, all the relief scams and all that. Uh, I, it's a, I know it's a very specific kind of scam, but uh, what sort of things have you seen on the COVID side of things in terms of, of how these people lure people to get so-called payments or free money? Because that kind of seems like that's probably one of the, the biggest draws that keeps the bis the scam business alive unfortunately yeah um i i've seen a number of them like early on in the pandemic you know when there was kind of a shortage of masks uh candy 595 masks you, you would just see lots of emails and, and and ads going around saying oh we have them in stock and they're cheap click here to order some and you'd order some and you'd never see them again um there were scams where you'd get emails or pop-ups saying here's a magic potion that will protect you from you know uh from covid there was just kind of ridiculous things that that people were seeing but but um but some of the more devastating things that we've seen is that we know that the federal government has been issuing um unemployment or yeah unemployment benefits to people due to the you know the, the pandemic and scammers have been finding ways to intercept those payments they've been able to find ways to file unemployment claims on behalf of of, of individuals. Um, you know, so many, so many people, uh, there's data breaches that happen all the time. Um, they're able to just take people's, uh, identifications, um, and, and literally file these claims and, and start to receive these unemployment checks 
um, on behalf of the uh, of the people. And you you just read about all these people from um, California and Ohio, um, two states have been hit especially hard, just coming out and saying, or they they'll, they'll get these letters from the IRS that says you you've claimed you know twenty thousand dollars in unemployment benefits this year, and they'll be like, no, I haven't. What do you mean? And then they'll just see these records of of how money has been sent to these offshore bank accounts. <laughs> And so it's just really, it's just really crazy how scammers have just been able to, you know, when they see free money going out, they, they, they'll figure out ways to intercept that and claim it for themselves. And, um, and so it's just been really, really kind of frightening. What sort of things do you, do you look for when you create a new video and you've gotten someone from Nigeria or from somewhere else in the world, from India or wherever, says, Hey, we've got this, uh, you won, you know, thousand dollars or something. Um, how, how do you determine what sort of scams you want to, I guess, quote unquote, work with, if you know what I mean? Like, you know, in terms of the content or, or just, um, just how, how you're able to maybe take a particular scenario or a particular situation and turn it into like a story or a way where you can deliver a lesson or like a PSA to people. Yeah, I, I see so many scams just every day, and um, you know, I, I I I'm a content creator, you know, so I'm 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 looking to create you know videos that people will watch and 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 watch till the end and 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 want to share and, and laugh at and participate with, and so I'm always just kind of looking for the bet for you know a way that I can tell a story in a creative way. So I'm looking for a story, I'm looking for an arc, um, and so a lot of times I'll I'll engage with the scammers. I'll try to go on this journey. I'll try to go as far as they'll take me. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll try to go up to the very moment where they ask me to, you know, send my payment information. So I'm just trying to just take the audience with me on a journey just to show them how the scam works, show them how the story works. And I'll try to kind of bring it to a conclusion where the audience learns something or I'm able to, uh, you know, give a little bit of payback to the scammer themselves. I'm always just trying to look for a, for a, a, you know, like you said, a, a a way to just package that into a story or, or a narrative that, or something that just has a, an intro and a conclusion. Um, because I, I'm all about just creating content that that people will want to watch and and stick around for. So I'm 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 looking at that. I, I have all these scams and some scams. I just I'll, I'll look at and I'll be like, I I can't find a way to tell this. Um, you know, I could I could turn on a camera and and just kind of go down the list and share some bullet points, but. But you know, I'm I'm a I'm a storyteller, and so I, I always try to figure out a creative way to tell it. And so if I can figure out a way to 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 talk about this scam in a way that's entertaining and it holds the audience's attention, then that's that's kind of when I say to myself, okay, I've got a video here, I've got something that I can make. And so um, yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just go as far as I can until I have something that I think is a good ten minute, fifteen minute uh, you know lesson that I can share. Get used to the process. Seems like maybe the, the end product, you, we might not know what the end product is, but we, we try to hone in on the process and try to, try to facilitate that, make our lives, our, our lives easier as well, to some degree as well, without it being too taxing on our busy lives. Uh, what, what is kind of the, what have been a couple of the, just the craziest things that you've seen? Uh, hopefully nothing that's, uh, that you've fallen for, although I I figure that there's there's some some pretty darn clever people out there who can probably take an image or takes uh, some offer and 
we might just be in a different world or different state, but we just kind of feel like, you know what, that's not, you know, free lifetime pizza. That sounds like a really good idea, you know? So, um, but, but what can you share about just a couple of some crazy things that you've, you've encountered so far? Every day there's something new that surprises me. Um, I, you know, so a lot of the scams that, that are happening these days are romance scams. And so scammers in Nigeria or Ghana will, um, they will pretend to be someone that they'll create fake profiles on dating sites and they'll reach out and they'll just start up relationships with, uh, with people, with men and women. And, uh, they'll groom these victims for just months on end. And then they'll get to the point where they'll ask for money and these victims will do it because they feel like they're in love. They're in a relationship. And so I've just seen some of these relationships go on for years, literally. Um, and, and even though they'll, they'll, they'll they'll have suspicions they'll be like well this person i've yet to meet them i've yet to even have a facetime call with them but we have such intimate conversations over text and i feel like i love them so i'm just going to continue to give them money and so i i just run into these these people who have these relationships where they they know that they're living a lie but they they feel like they're in love <laughs> even though they're being scammed they feel like they're that they're in love and they're not willing to cut that off because that means that they're going to lose a part of their heart that <laughs> that someone else has. And so it's just, I've just seen such bizarre things like that. I've seen some of the most ridiculous things people have fallen for, um, you know, just people acting like government, uh, you know, government agents, um, you know, sweepstakes uh, people. Um, there's just so many ridiculous scams and, um, you know, anybody can fall for it. And so I've just, I've just seen grown men, uh, educated people, people of all walks of life who have kind of fallen for these scams. And so I just, it just, nothing surprises me anymore. My grandfather, uh, used to get all this scam mail from supposedly the IRS. I mean, that's a classic one, IRS. And, uh, the funniest one is when they say, you know what you, you used to, we, we think that you owe $20,000 because of, because you didn't pay your taxes. And then they'll come out and say, but, you know, because we're the IRS, we're so nice to people. We'll give you a 90% discount. So all you got to do is just pay $2,000 uh, through the mail. And I'm thinking, well, uh, I don't remember the IRS being that generous about, you know, giving 90% discount. Yeah, I don't even know if you can find that anywhere unless it's like, unless a store's closing down or something. Uh. Yeah. Well, the craziest thing, the craziest thing is that um, they, the, the scammers used to say, you got to pay through Western Union. Go to the Western Union and, and send a wire. Well, Western Union has, 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 you know, they've, 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 they've been sued. They've, they've really cracked down. They say we're not doing this anymore. We're not allowing people to send money unless they know that person. And so scammers now have got to find out different ways to get the money. And so what they're doing now is they are, um, you know, one thing that they're doing is they're having people buy gift cards. They say, hey, you got to go to Home Depot and you got to buy five hundred you know, $1,000 worth of gift cards, you know, buy two, buy five gift cards for $200. Um, and the people are like, oh, okay. And what they're doing is, is they're able to sell these gift cards for Bitcoin and then, you know, cash the Bitcoin out for cash in their countries. And so it's, it's a clever way that they're able to launder money, um, without going through Western union, without having it tracked. Um, the other thing they're doing is, is they're recruiting moles here in the United States or mules is, is the word for it. Um, they recruit people here in the United States, whether they be romance victims or whether they just be people who think that they're working as like a payroll agent. 
Um, these are like mules, money mules here in the United States who are collecting the money. So they'll say, hey, you owe this money in taxes, mail it to this person over in Ohio. He'll take care of it. So, But that person is a money mule who then will go stick that money into a Bitcoin machine. So there's, there's so many creative ways uh, to get people to send money overseas. And the craziest thing is that these victims are doing it. They're, 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 they're believing that they're in danger. They're believing that they're going to be going to jail if they don't pay up to the IRS and they're going to home Depot to, to do it, to, to buy these gift cards and to, you know, read off the numbers to these scammers. So yes, people all are, are falling for it. It's ridiculous. And, um, <laughs> it's happening. Oh gosh. The iTunes gift cards gets me every time because you know, clearly I, I don't even I don't even know. I think I struggle a lot with figuring out how how people can process this idea of thinking that the IRS is just you know wants to listen to the next Cardi B song or you know Ar- Ariana <laughs> Grande's hit. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe that's a need in itself for for a whole different conversation. But still, it's it's pretty remarkable just how how vulnerable people can be. I I want to know a little bit more about really the some of the 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 people behind the scams you know we i mean money is an easy explanation for i guess for a lot of things but it's it's just not detailed enough and, you know everyone wants money everyone wants power but um what can you tell us in general about some of the kinds of motives that uh, these scammers have besides just you know the kind of the, the standard money explanation you know what kind of circumstances are these people in and uh, have have they do you think that they've been given options to be able to to work hard you know get a salary and all that but they've chosen to go down a much darker and much more unethical path yeah some folks in nigeria and ghana um you know they'll 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 kind of look at scamming and they'll just say this is our this is our duty this is how we get back at the white man uh, from what they took from us, from our grandfathers. And they'll just kind of see that this is our way of, of getting back. There's other people will just say, well, they've got money and we don't. So what, what, what's it matter if they lose a couple hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars there, they'll be fine. Their government will take care of them, but we, we have nothing, you know, our government's not going to take care of us. This is our only option. And they'll, they'll convince themselves that it's better for, for Americans to go without than for them to go without. And so that, that'll be their reasoning. But then you look at folks in like India and and they'll just kind of look at this and say, this is a, this is just a better way to, you know, to make money. I, I can go work in a call center doing legitimate calls for Microsoft or somebody and I can make, you know, X amount of rupees. But they will pay significantly more for these scammers. They'll make a lot more money if they can, you know, if they if they can, you know, jump on a call for an hour and, and walk away with five thousand dollars, they'll they'll get a good chunk of that. Um, that's far more than they would make at a legitimate call center. So they just, they just look at these options and there's just so, there's just so many of these, um, scam call centers running out of apartments or basements or, you know, buildings. And they'll just kind of say, well, you know, I I could go do legitimate work, but man, how, how do you say no to these scam centers? (laughs) So they'll just, they'll just say, well, I, I, I got to eat and th- this is an opportunity I just can't pass up. So there's all different kinds of mindsets and there are people that, that, you know, that do have consciences and they, they look at the work that they're doing and they, and it, and it, and it eats them up inside to know what they're doing. But at the end of the day, they'll say, they'll, they'll justify it by saying, well, this is, this is, this is the world I live in <laughs> and this is, this is how I'm going to put food on my table. I'm not a law enforcement person. I don't work in that field. But and do you also attribute 
the 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 spread or the prevalence of scamming in part because it's so difficult for law enforcement to keep up you know it, in terms of you know prosecutions or indictments or or things like that or is this you know is it is it always going to be just that seems seems like that never ending cat and mouse sort of sort of thing that eventually that people will just have to get accustomed to it's interesting you know there's a lot of uh call centers in india that i know of that uh that are paying the cops to look the other way they they'll literally just you know their law enforcement is so much different than ours that if they if they can just get you know handed a couple hundred rupees just to say hey you didn't see anything you know you know it's better for them to just to, to do that and so that's happening a lot um you know some countries uh like in nigeria they'll <laughs> they might just look the other way because they'll be like well there's there's money coming into our country this is helping out our economy you know <laughs> do we really want to stop this so there's just corruption everywhere um but you are seeing lots of raids in the news if you if you if you um if you kind of look around on the news you you will see that a lot of governments do want to put an end to this it because it, at the end of the day it, it it really does hurt you know it yes it hurts americans and it hurts canadians the people who are the victims of these scams but who it really hurts are the people in these countries who want to make legitimate money they want to just live good lives and i can't tell you how many people um in nigeria uh, are, are on upwork or fiverr.com trying to get these little jobs to do uh you know coding or graphic design or voiceover work but people aren't trusting them because they'll be like, oh, you're from Nigeria. I've heard about you guys. <laughs> and so it's just really sad that um, that, that this uh, scamming is, is putting a damper, it's putting a, a black eye on the reputation of these countries um, who have such you know, good, talented people in them who could do great work for you at a good price. Um, but unfortunately, the scamming uh, that's happening is, is really making it hard for those people to, to earn the trust uh, of potential clients. Ben, you have a just a remarkable story, and this is uh, um, when I say remarkable story, I mean a remarkable kind of like case study or example of really how how far you've been able to go in terms of helping someone, you know, someone so many miles away. And uh, I, I'd love to give you an opportunity to share a little bit about uh, the story with a man named Joel. Um, and this was something that I I watched on YouTube, and it's just a fascinating story. So, what can you tell us about how you found this man, and really just some of the the early stages of how you you got got to know him, and how this relationship with with this man you didn't even know, you never even met, uh, really turned into something uh, that you felt was perhaps very different from the other stories uh, from the other cases that you've seen. Yeah. Early on in my, um, uh, on my YouTube channel, I had a person who contacted me from Liberia, West Africa saying that he, um, needed my help. He wanted to do some business with me. I guess the plan was for me to mail used electronics to, uh, Liberia, <laughs> uh, like laptops and computer, uh, iPads, iPhones, that he could resell and then we'd split the profits. It was kind of a ridiculous idea, but I just thought, well, this is interesting. Let's see where it goes. Um, and so I was kind of playing with him, um, leading him on for a little bit. And finally, I just decided, hey, if you, I, I really wanted to conduct a little bit of a social experiment, just see if he 
was scamming me or if he was really willing to work because I know it's hard to find work out there. I know that they're doing these things because they're desperate. And I just thought, hey, if you're willing to work for me, maybe I'll pay you. And he said, sure, what do you want me to do? And I said, well, let's 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 try having you take pictures. Um, I asked him to take pictures of, of where he lived, uh, just kind of some cultural scenery things. And uh, they weren't very good. They were on his little you know, flip phone that he was using and they were just terrible. The quality was awful. And I thought, well, maybe if he had a better camera, it'd be, it'd be better. So I actually mailed him a camera, not a good camera, a little cheap camera. It was a little point and shoot, but it was better than what he had. And it was just kind of interesting that after uh, several, several weeks, he began to improve. He, he began to get better. Uh, the qualities of it, the quality of his pictures were improving. And I was documenting this story on YouTube and people were kind of falling in love with this story. They were, they were, uh, it was funny to kind of watch this guy go from kind of a scammer to a, a photographer. They were liking that they were enjoying this journey. And uh, soon enough, I started to just say, well, what if we were to sell these pictures? What if we could put together a little booklet and uh, try to make some money? I didn't think that we'd you know, make very much money. I thought we'd sell maybe a couple dozen. But we ended up selling um, you know, thousands of copies. And we raised um, you know, a good amount of money. And um, uh, initially, we had $1,000. And I said, OK, Joel, uh, I'm going to send you your half, uh, $500. And I'm going to give you my half, too, which was another $500. And I said, but I want you to you know, keep that money and, or not keep that money. I want you to give it to charity. And I didn't know if he would do it. I just wanted to see what he'd do. And, and what happened was he used that $500 to benefit the people in his community. He bought backpacks and school supplies and he delivered them to, um, you know, local school children who were in need, uh, who couldn't afford such things. And people just really fell in love with that story. They just thought, wow, this is a, this is amazing to see, you know, what a person will, will do when he's, when he's given a chance. And so it's, it was a really remarkable story that showed me that, um, you know, not, not everybody is, is a bad guy. Not everybody scams or, or begs because, um, you know, it, it they want to, it, it's everybody's, everybody, you know, deserves a chance. And so it was, it was kind of a remarkable story just to kind of show what people are capable of when they're, when they're given opportunities, when they're given resources. And so, I've always just tried to keep that in mind as I work with people. I try to give people the opportunity to improve their lives, uh, see that there's a better way to, to live other than to scam and to beg, that, that you can improve your skills, you can improve yourself, and you can contribute to society in meaningful ways. And so that's just always been a lesson that has stuck with me and, and something that I remember when I interact with these people. From what I understand, you also made a trip to to Liberia to see see your friend Joel. Um, I I've always been curious. I've never been to that part of the world, so maybe maybe you've got a travel brochure, an extra one. Uh, love to check that out next mm-hmm. time. Next time I go. Yeah. Uh, but what was that like? Just not only making that trip to what I I'm guessing maybe just a very very different part of the world that you've never been to, but also really that opportunity for, for you to interact with someone uh, through just a virtual means and finally getting to meet that person. Just uh, walk us through what that feeling was like, just going from, from the travel all the way to the time when you, when you saw him in person. Yeah, it, it was an incredible journey. Um, I felt, I, I just felt like I needed to make that trip because uh, it, the story touched so many people. And I just, and, and so many people were saying, we've got to meet this guy. Who is this guy? We've got to get to know him. We've got to hear from him. And, <clears throat> and so people were eventually saying, Hey, we'll donate, uh, we'll, we'll fund the, the trip if you go. And, and, and so I, I just started to realize that this was going to happen. And so, yeah, I made the trip 
it was an amazing trip, a, a real eye-opening experience. I had never been to Africa before, but um, just walking, you know, along those streets and just seeing the poverty and the living situations that people uh, endure there, I just thought to myself, well, would I be doing anything different if I were in their shoes? So it was just really eye-opening. It was incredible to to meet Joel and to just, uh, you know, get to know his character and his, uh, you know, meet his family it was it was uh it was just something special and so just kind of you know living through that has just always stuck with me when whenever i meet these people who feel like they are um living in these impoverished circumstances and they don't have another choice like it this is this has given me some empathy i think to just kind of put myself in their shoes and and learn what life can be like for them and so it's uh, it's been something that's really special and something i'll always <laughs> keep with me, but I, I plan to go back. Um, I, I was hoping to go back last year and then the pandemic hit, but there's, uh, there's, there's a lot of cool things happening over there that we're trying to do. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, keep, get, keep some businesses running over there and, and help the people as we can. And as we continue to make money and, uh, there's, there's certain things we want to fund over there. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's certainly got a piece of my heart or that place is, uh, there's a piece of there in my heart. So. And I like to know a bit more about the title uh, of this book, um, and I'll link that down in the the show notes below. But it's called "By the Grace of God." Um, so tell us about how you came, what the relevance is of that title is to to the story, and and kind of what that what that invokes in terms of the the background of the story and and the message that uh, you and Joel together uh, would like to pass along to. Um, people who check out the book read more about the story yeah that was just kind of a a phrase that joel would would use and it's really a phrase that a lot of people use over in west africa by the grace of god you know they they're very faithful religious people um and so yeah every every time joel would 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 try to do something um i would say okay joel i need you to get me those pictures tomorrow and he would say okay i'll do it by the grace of god but when he would say it, he would uh, he would say by the grace of God, because it was kind of a shorthand way of texting. He had one of those older phones where you had to like hit the button four times to get the letter that you wanted. And so he would just use shortcut and say by D. So it was by D grace. And that's kind of that's kind of how they uh, when, when, how they talk over there. They're, they're English. It's by the grace of God. Um, and that's kind of their their dialect. But um so yeah, it just became kind of a catchphrase with uh, with my viewers, and I just thought, well, there's no better name for the book than "By the Grace of God," and so it's uh, <laughs> uh, that's it's, but but it's kind of like a kind of like the moral to the story that Joel, you know, had his faith that uh, things were going to work out, and uh, that uh, you know there was a there was you know maybe someone orchestrating all of this and <laughs> and everything, so. Um, yeah, it's it's just kind of a a fun little motto that that we go by as we uh, you know do our charitable work and all that. So um, it's just been kind of a fun little tagline to run with. What do you anticipate going forward in terms of the you know taking the story and spreading it to more people, but also just some of the charity opportunities that uh, hopefully that you and Joel hope to work on together and promote in Liberia and maybe elsewhere around the world. Yeah, well we want to we want to make the world a better place and so I, I you know the the, the message the message that I try to share on my channel is that you can have the life that you want. You you can change your circumstances. You don't have to just 
resort to scamming. You can use your talents and you can figure out ways to improve your life and improve your family's life and improve your country. Um, you know, you can start small, but you can make a difference. And that's kind of the, the message that I want to share on my YouTube channel. Um, the scammers, there's a better way to live. And so we, we know that because of Joel's story. Joel taught us that. And so, um, uh, you know, we continue to help, uh, you know, Joel continues to look for ways to, to, to make a difference in his, in his community. Um, he, you know, photography is not like a, a, a skill set that's in high demand over there, but there are certain things like uh, food and water and shelter and, and things that he's doing. Um, we're, uh, we're, we've, uh, we funded a little company that, uh, is, is doing well that produces sanitary pads for young girls. Um, that's, that's a big need over there in Liberia. A lot of girls will just miss their, uh, you know, 25% of their school year because of their monthly period. And so, um, it's really important that, uh, because they don't have access to, you know, those things like, uh, you know, sanitary pads. So, um, we're providing affordable ways for, for girls to take care of that and stay in school. And we hope that that'll provide a, a, you know, make a big difference going forward. Um, we're doing things like water filtration units in schools. We just feel it's so important that kids are in school, that kids are getting educated so that they can grow up, that they can play a big role in their, uh, in, in, in their country. Because, you know, I, a lot of people look at Americans and they'll say, oh, you, you guys have got it all figured out in America. I want to come to America. And, and we, we just want to say, no, you, your, your job is to make your country a better place. And, and we can do this. And if, if we can you know, keep kids in school, if we can get women involved, if we can you know, teach people to, to, to use their heads and to use their hands, there, there is a better way to, to make uh, you know, this country a, a good place to live and for our kids to grow up in. And so we're just, we're just trying our best. We're just a small little operation, but we're trying to use the money that we raise and the influence that we have to just tell people that, that you can make the world a better place if you try. What would be your message to those who want to pursue service in their lives? And what kind of vision do you see in the future of serving others in Liberia, the United States, and really elsewhere across our entire world? Well, I would just hope to just kind of illustrate that service can be fun. Service can be very, very meaningful. Um, you know, what's what's been so encouraging to me is that um, uh it, it seems like we've we've made uh, we've made charity fun again. Um, I've it's been so fun to kind of see these little fourteen year old, sixteen year old kids who watch my videos, who would have never ever thought about donating to you know a charity or doing something, but they're going to their moms and saying, "Mom, can I have ten dollars so I can go buy this book and donate to kids in Liberia?" Um, it's just cool to kind of just see uh, you know people uh, rallying behind a story, and so I just. Uh, you know, look for the story uh, in service opportunities, and try to try to you know find the, the the bigger picture and 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 find the cause and and join that cause. Um, there's there's real power in in storytelling, and so I think that um, you know when when you find a, a cause that you can support and be part of, when when you feel like you're a part of something bigger than you, it 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 it, it, it it's good for the soul, and so look for those opportunities to be part of something bigger than you and. Um, and, and that's just what I would say about service is, is it, it just, it, it, it provides meaning. And I think that's something that we all look for in life. Well, one of the big pillars of this show is really taking a step back and looking at uh, a document that is often overlooked, Washington's Farewell Address, 1796. And he outlines 
really a, a number of themes, um, and those include patriotism, faith, national unity, education, fiscal responsibility, and civility. Um, and then out of all these, and uh, you can pick one or multiple ones, uh, which ones do you think are perhaps most relevant to you know our conversation today and really just um, based on the work that, that you've been doing and uh, the messages you'd like to pass along to the audience and to uh, and to others who want to get involved in service as well. Wow, yeah, those are all fantastic uh, values. I, it's hard to pick one. Um, I, I kind of see all of them, you know, falling into you know the the work that I you know that, that we're trying to do. Um, you know, I, I just I, I kind of look at uh, you know education and just saying. Uh, you know, let's, 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 let's use our smarts for good. You know, there's so many scammers out there that are so smart, like people in Nigeria and India, they're brilliant. They know how to code. They know how to, you know, it, they know how to fool people into sending them money. They know how to impersonate agents. They know how to impersonate uh, love partners. If, if you can figure out how to do that, surely you can figure out how to, you know, um, you know, use your skills for good in the world. Um, you know, look at civility, uh, you know, faith and national unity, taking pride in your country, you know, stop giving your, you know, your, your country a bad name. All these things, I think, just, just fit into what we're trying to do. Um, you know, I, I, and again, that's just the message that, that, that I have on my channel is that, is that there's a, there's a better way to live life. Um, you know, learn from, <laughs> learn from George Washington, um, you know, make, make your country a place that, uh, that you're proud of, that, that, Make 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 yourself someone that your kids would be proud of. There's so many opportunities in our world today to, uh, you know, with globalization, just to connect with with the global market and to offer your skills and to, um, you know, just to to make money. There, there's so many opportunities to just that that there that there weren't ten or twenty years ago. It's it's an incredible time to be alive with technology, um, and I just I just want people to just see that and just to catch that vision that. There's there's so many opportunities to 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 make money and you and you don't have to scam. You can work with your hands. You can you, you can use the internet for good. Um, and so it's just uh, it, it's an exciting time to be alive. And I just I just hope that people take advantage of it. That's a great message. Uh, super super awesome. Uh, it gives I think gives people a lot of contemplation on again seeing seeing the seeing the forest from the trees, but seeing a forest of opportunities. I think that's what I think. Hopefully that'll be something that people get out of, out of your content and out of uh, people who, who are doing these things. And uh, Ben, before we, we wrap it up for today, uh, I'd like to just give you an opportunity to um, share real quick. Uh, what can people do to uh, uh, purchase your book uh, and follow your channel and basically just see what, what you're up to, which which uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a number of people every single day when they get that notification on YouTube, they're looking forward to say, okay, what's, what's, uh, what kind of video am I, I going to be watching? Who's, who, uh, who's out there to, to try and try and scam, but is going to be, be served, preserved a much different response than what they, what they probably imagined from some other people. But uh, yeah, just um, what can people do to follow your channel and see what's, what's going on? Yep. Well, you can find me over at YouTube. Uh, I try to upload a, a couple times a month <laughs> and my YouTube channel is Pleasant Green. Uh, so youtube.com slash Pleasant Green. And uh, that's just kind of a family name that is kind of a fun 
brand that I've kind of adopted for myself. But I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at that name too. Um, but yeah, you can find us there and we'll try to we'll try to keep the story going. So come along and join the fun. We also have a we also have a website called bydegraceofgod.com. And just as it sounds, bydegraceofgod.com. If you want to buy our book, if you want to kind of see some of the work that we're doing, uh, that's that's the place you can go as well. Sounds great. Sounds great. I'll, I'll be sure to put that in as well. And Ben, thank you so much for coming on to Friends and Fellow Citizens. You know, I know you're you're incredibly busy. You've got a lot of content going, and uh, it's I I gotta owe it to people like yourself because it's not easy to to, to be able to do all that editing um, and to be able to share the, these kinds of messages to to people in ways that people can. Um, can soak in and also get some entertainment out as well. I think it's just a great combination, and no doubt that uh, it's been something that uh, you you've probably found a calling for. And uh, I I just want to commend you so much for for keeping me entertained as well because you know I I got to keep myself entertained when I'm not doing podcasting, obviously. So, um, but but well, thank you, yeah, thank you so much for for coming on. Sure, well, thanks for having me. I'm glad that you're. Uh... Glad to have you as a subscriber. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will wrap up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Ben Taylor, a.k.a. Pleasant Green. Be sure to check out his YouTube channel down below, as well as his book, By the Grace of God. Again, make sure you subscribe to our email list so that you don't miss a single episode. Have a great rest of your week, and remember, a day in America always gets better when we are with our friends and fellow citizens.